podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves. Well, the Thanksgiving Day festivities may be now firmly in our rearview mirror, but the NFL juggernaut rolls relentlessly on into the weekend of Week 12. There are some more big-time matchups with big-time playoff implications on the line, and we're here to delve a little bit deeper into some of those games. Welcome along to the show. I am your host, Richard Graves, and this is Graves on Gridiron. Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves. Well, welcome along to the show, Graves on Gridiron, with a simple philosophy each week during the NFL season. I take a look at the slate of games on offer, select three of them, and then delve a little bit deeper and compare them to the line set by the odds makers. And we explain a little bit why we think the line is right. Maybe it's a little bit wrong or completely off. Um, either way, we look to have some fun to accompany you with your regular Sunday night viewing of the National Football League. Obviously, already three games in the bag from Thanksgiving Day, but the football keeps on coming this week 12, and it's getting to the business end of the season. So we look at three more games for coming up for you this Sunday evening and into the small hours of Monday morning as well. And we start with the Cincinnati Bengals with a 6-4 and four record traveling to Nashville, Tennessee to take on the Titans, the AFC South-leading Tennessee Titans, with their 7-3 and three record. Of course, it's a repeat of the AFC Divisional Playoff round from last season when the Titans were the number one seeds in the AFC and fell at the first hurdle in a shock defeat. They were favourites, remember, going into that game against the Cincinnati Bengals. And it was one of those games the Bengals managed to pull out of the bag as time expired on their way to appearing in Super Bowl 56. Um, it'd be fair to say that when you look at the AFC South, the Tennessee Titans are running away with it at the moment. They don't really have any challenges to that division title at this time. The Bengals, on the other hand, um, find themselves just a game or so outside of the first place uh, Baltimore Ravens in the AFC North. They've got plenty to play for right now. Um, and frankly, when you look at the game, there's no secret to where the key to deciding this game lies. Um, simply put, if Derrick Henry has a big game for Tennessee, then they likely win this game. If Cincinnati can contain Derrick Henry and the Titans run game, then this could well turn into an entertaining encounter. And that's what they managed to do, of course, back in January in the playoffs. Uh, adding to the equation as well, the, the Bengals are very much hoping that their offense will be bolstered by the return of star wide receiver Jamar Chase. Remember, he's missed three games uh, with a hip injury. He has practiced this week and he would, without doubt, be a massive addition uh, to that arsenal of deep threats that Joe Burrow has for Cincinnati. Uh, and despite that 0-2 start to the season, remember the Bengals were very slow out of the blocks at the start of this season. Uh, they've gone 6-2 and since then in their last eight games. Um, and they've had the better of recent encounters as well when it comes to these Bengals-Titans matchups. They've won three of the last four, um, but the Titans themselves have got a, a few new tricks up their sleeves that the Bengals haven't yet witnessed. Most notably, uh, wide receiver Traylon Burks, who they drafted this past April. Uh, he's coming off a seven-catch game against the Green Bay Packers uh, 10 days ago. That was, coincidentally, his first 100-yard receiving game since turning pro and joining the NFL as well. Look, it, to me at least, it all points to uh, another competitive, hard-fought game between these two teams. There's plenty on the line for both of them. 
Expect to see some points on the scoreboard as well. Um, I wouldn't like to call, quite frankly, who comes out on top at the end of this game. But I will take the total points line. That's set at 42.5 points. I think we see comfortably 43 points scored combined between these two. So take over 42.5 points when the Bengals go to Tennessee. Game two this Sunday evening comes when the New Orleans Saints, with their 4-7 and seven record, Travel to the West Coast to take on the banging form San Francisco 49ers with their six and four record. Uh, the 49ers are a team, quite frankly, that nobody wants to face right now. They demolished divisional rival um, Arizona Cardinals in Mexico on Monday night, and they appear to be firing on all cylinders. Remember, they, they started the season with a whole slew of injuries on both sides of the ball. Well, this team is getting healthy. They've made some additions as well. And now they look at, as post as a threat um, in the NFL as any team, quite frankly. They're playing good on defense. They have more than enough weapons um, on offense to give opposing teams uh, sleepless nights going into these kind of games. And I've got no doubt that's the same for the New Orleans Saints as well, of course, Christian McCaffrey is their high-profile uh, pre-trade deadline signing. He's had an impact without doubt, but also in the backfield. Elijah Moore, the second-year running backs, playing good football and running the ball well to give them another option. George Kittle at tight end, he's healthy. He's a constant headache uh, for defensive coordinators to try and scheme against. And then at wide receiver, you've got Brandon Ayuk, who scored two touchdowns against the Cardinals on Monday night. And we haven't even mentioned Debo Samuel yet and everything that he can do as well. So, yeah, this 49ers offense is going to be a headache and it's going to give the New Orleans Saints um, all they can handle without doubt. It all points to really being a tall order, quite frankly, for the Saints. Uh, they have had a couple of highlights this year, most notably their shutout win over the Las Vegas Raiders a few weeks back. Um, but look, the 49ers, a completely different um, opposition and proposition altogether for, for New Orleans. And that Raiders win aside, they haven't held any team to fewer than 20 points in a game this season. And that includes four of the teams um, with, the, with the worst scoring offenses. If you look at it, four teams, the likes of Tampa Bay, Carolina, um, you know, they're in the bottom 10 for scoring offense this season. That's a problem when you're shipping that many points all along. So, yeah, four teams they've played that are in the bottom 10 of scoring offense, and they haven't been able to keep any of them to below 20 points. And now they have to find a way to stop this San Francisco 49ers offense. Are you kidding me? It's not going to happen. Um, look, the 49ers go into this game as heavy favorites for a, a reason. They will win uh, this matchup. Uh, that you look at the, the line set, and the one that really grabs my eye is the San Francisco 49ers to score at least 26 points in this game. The line is set at 25 and a half points. Take the over. The San Francisco 49ers score more than 25 and a half points on Sunday night. Graves on Gridiron. And that takes us on to the final matchup of the three selected from this weekend's slate of games. It is the Sunday night football affair when the Philadelphia Eagles in a city of brotherly love host Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay heading into this game with a four and seven record, confounding all expectations this season. Remember, they've been to the NFC Championship game, um, certainly two of the last three years, if not three in a row. 
Um, but they have been able to make it to the big dance, go all the way to the Super Bowl, and they're going to struggle to even make the postseason from this position. A 4-7 and seven record through 11 games heading into this matchup, and now they face the team with the best record in the NFL this season, the Philadelphia Eagles, with a 9-1 and one record sitting pretty on top of the NFC East. Things, it's fair, fair to say things haven't gone to plan. For, for the Packers and Aaron Rodgers in particular. And he revealed this week that he's been playing for the last month or so with a broken thumb. That was after originally telling members of the media that it was fine. There was nothing wrong with it. But the Packers offense hasn't been firing. Rodgers hasn't been playing his best football. And it appears that the thumb may be, in part at least, um, the reason why. Consequently, when one unit of a team stutters and fails, it tends to infect the rest of the team. And I think that's what we've seen with Green Bay's defense as well that hasn't played anywhere near um, expectations. And now they've got to go into to Philadelphia and face it, an Eagles unit who... Well, I, I laugh because, you know, they're the second-ranked defense, um, which are, have added recently veteran uh, linemen in Linval Joseph and Ndomakan Sue. Remember... Pre-trade deadline, they made a move to bring uh, pass rusher Robert Quinn with very much the, the postseason in mind over to join the team as well. Um, now, that, look, Green Bay can point to the last time they faced NFC opposition when the Dallas Cowboys were heavily favoured and they managed to beat them in, in overtime, coming back from a 14-point deficit. That's all well and good. But this game isn't at Lambeau Field. It's in Philadelphia. That night, the, the Packers turned two interceptions from Dak Prescott into 14 points. That doesn't happen every week in the NFL, especially when you're playing against good teams as well. Um, they would find there'll be concern over the, the Philadelphia Eagles' last two offensive outings, scoring just 17 points and 21, respectively. But Green Bay's had a bigger problem than that offensively all season long. Um, they're only averaging 18.5 points per game this season. When they scored 31 in that overtime win against the Cowboys, that was very much the outlier. And they returned to type um, in last week's defeat at home to the Tennessee Titans when they could only amass 17 points in that game. The line for this matchup sets Green Bay a 20 and a half point mark. I don't see any way they put 21 points up against this Philadelphia Eagles defense, which has made veteran acquisitions to bolster the run defense. They're already very good in the secondary defending the pass. It may be Aaron Rodgers, but this isn't the same Green Bay offense or the same Aaron Rodgers right now. I don't see them making that mark. So take the under. Green Bay to score less than 20 and a half points in this game. Okay, just to recap then, the three matchups taken from this Sunday's Week 12 slate. First of all, the Bengals and the Titans clash in Nashville. Take the total points mark in this one. More than 42.5 points combined between these two teams. Then we go to the Bay Area where the San Francisco 49ers host the New Orleans Saints. The San Francisco 49ers offense is purring right now. Take them to score more than 25.5 points in this game. And then we wrap up week 12 with the Green Bay Packers on Sunday night football, heading to Philadelphia to take on the 9-1 Eagles. Look towards the Green Bay Packers. Their offense has been poor all season. Take them to score fewer than 20 and a half points. Remember, first and foremost, folks, it is all about having fun, additional entertainment to go along 
with your enjoyment of the Sunday night slate of games. If you want to read a bit more about the three matchups we've discussed in this week's podcast, then head on over to my website, rdgmedia.uk. Click on the Talking Sport um, tab, and there you will see Week 12, Overcoming the Odds, three games to watch to read about all three games there. Alternatively, hit me up on Twitter, at RichardGraves1. But first and foremost, remember to have fun, enjoy the weekend, and let's do this all again next week when Week 13 comes around the corner. So long, everybody. Subscribe to Graves on Gridiron wherever you listen to podcasts. And keep up to date with the latest on Twitter. Search for Richard Graves 1. That's Richard Graves, the number one. Sports Social Podcast Network.